live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cape Complainers. Joining me is my very best friend in the whole wide world, and she's so beautiful, my gorgeous girlfriend, Jessica. Say hello. 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 I am not joined by my uh, other co-hosts, Te- uh, Devin, Tim, Flippo, and Reed. Uh, they are taking the week off. Uh, Devin, I believe, got trapped in New York at one point. Uh, so we decided to just kind of like do a little, little small personal episode, and then we'll all be back next week uh, for a new, uh, a new topic. But today we are talking musicals musical movies musical plays musical anything and uh to get things started i'm i'm a little sad that the boys are gone Mm -hmm. i feel a little tight a little stiff and i think a quiz is exactly what i need to loosen me up yeah yeah All right, so we're going to do just a little bit different. It's just going to be just, I'm going to ask you the question. You just guess the musical. I'll give you example, like multiple choice, and you just guess which one you think it is. Okay, Jessica? Got it. Okay, I love you. All right, let's go. (laughs) A group of struggling artists try to keep the bills paid in New York East Village at the the dawn of the 90s. That is correct. It is Rent. (laughs) Rent premiered on Broadway in 1996, focusing on a group of artists in New York who struggled with everything from paying the rent to relationships to AIDS. And the musical is inspired by Puccini's opera La La Bohemia. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not good at saying that. It was also written by Jonathan Larson. He also wrote one of my other favorite musicals, which I'm going to mention later on in the show. All right. Next question. A governess cares for a group of children in the early days of World War II. Is it Showboat, Cats, Anything Goes, or The Sound of Music? The Sound of Music. That is correct. The legendary musical, The Sound of Music, stars Maria, the governess uh, to the singing Von Trapp family. It features such songs as Do, Ra, Do Re Mi and My Favorite Things. Uh, who plays Julie? Who plays uh, Maria in Sound of Music? I forget her name right now. I'm blanking. Dame Judy Dench? I've I, never, ever seen. I, I feel like it. Who played Mary Poppins? I think it's either. the same woman. I don't know that either. <laughs> Damn, I feel like such a fool. Well, this happens. <laughs> this happens. All right. Somebody will mention it in the comments or whatever. Um, next, you know this one. A wrongly convicted barber takes revenge by murdering his customers. <gasps> I know this one. What is it? Well, give me the okay. give me the options anyhow. Is it, I don't wanna... is it rent? <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. or Sweeney Todd? Todd. 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 Sweeney Todd. That's correct. Which you were really great in. Yes. I've done Sweeney Todd twice. Um, once was in college. I was Sweeney. Um, and then once, a couple months ago. How long ago? Oh, it's been quite a few months. Maybe. Yeah. When but was I it did September? it. September? May. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But then, uh, yeah, I think it was September. 
Um, and then I did what well, was the beetle in the next one. All right. Next question. It's Jets versus Sharks as a pair of star-crossed lovers struggle to be together in the 1950s New York. Is it Guys and Dolls, The Music Man, West Side Story, or Anything Goes? Mm. Sure, it's not North Side Story. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. East I'll go side. with West Side Story. West Side. I know. <laughs> All right. So, yes, that is correct. It is West Side Story. In, 19, in a 1961 film version of the musical starred Natalie Wood as Maria. A bunch of Marias in this. All right, we'll do the last question. Elphaba is a total is a, it was totally a victim of circumstance and wasn't always so mean. Is it wicked, guys and dolls, gypsy or carousel? It's wicked. It's wicked. She just gets a bad rap. Yeah, she just has a hard time. Tells the story about the it's wicked witch of the green. West, otherwise known as Elphaba before Dorothy came to Oz and dropped a house on her sister. She was actually very nice. She was. She was. Everybody right. was prejudiced against her. Well, that was a quiz. You did very well. You got every question. You got every question I right. Good it. job, Bravo. Get sticker. You get a cookie. You get everything. <laughs> All right. So we're like, like I said, we're talking uh, musical theater. Uh, before I get off topic, um, since it falls to me today, let me pull up the results of our super fight on Facebook. Uh, we had this week um, a Helen Keller with throw with throwing spears, or ET who has the ability to summon internet trolls. Um, oddly enough, ET won, but at a fifty six percent, and what? Helen Keller got forty four percent. We had nine votes, and one of the comments was, "How do I unshare something I haven't shared?" all right so we'll have a new super fight out next friday so feel free to give us another vote and um yeah so hi jessica hello gregory you love pleasure to be here i love having you here thank you for joining me um so you love rocky horror picture show yes i do i don't get it i it's it's a musical it's too weird of a concept. Some of the songs are catchy, but explain to me what it is about it that you like. Um, well, it works for me on multiple levels just because I've been watching it since I was a very impressionable age, an age that I shouldn't have been watching things like that. <laughs> um, so I'm watching it as a kid. I'm just like, these people are so much fun. There's so much movement and the costumes are crazy. And who is that? <laughs> Whenever they revealed Frankenfurter for years, I could not figure out what that white thing was whenever he's coming down the elevator. White thing? It's the heel of his freaking shoe. And I'm telling you, it took me years to like work it out. It's like the heel of his sequin stiletto. Oh, I never noticed it. Uh, Yeah, well, I've I've literally seen the movie maybe (laughs) twice, maybe three times in my life. Oh, yeah. Close to that. Maybe like two, three hundred times. I know, yeah. Just just a few. Um, But yeah, Tim Curry is very memorable in it he's definitely the best part in it for me um Mm -hmm. but he's been a part of all adaptations of it the original uk version um and then he played in the u.s theatrical uh the the Mm -hmm. stage play what is it yeah um 
West End. No, that's the London one. I don't know. Go on. No, he played in West End and Broadway. Oh, yeah. okay. Or I don't think he. I don't think it was. It wasn't a Broadway production, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also played in the film, and so he was the Frankenfurter for all the productions, and you know, so he fleshed him out. So nobody else in this world could have ever been Frankenfurter but him. Did you watch the uh, NBC? Um, I guess you could call it a remake, but it was the live. No, I did not, Greg. Of it. That is an abomination. Why you didn't even watch it? Tim yeah. Curry was in it. Was he? Yeah, he plays the. the uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I love. You know, I love him and anything he does. He can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's that just kind of forever celebrity crush, even even, even present day. Even present stroke Tim Curry. He, I mean, he has his charms. He really does. I mean, I I I applaud him. He he is he has a filmography and just of everything that's just unreal. Legend. Uh, he's also done other Broadway things. He's played King Arthur in the uh musical parody or i guess the musical version of he monty played, python's holy grail he played in hair whenever it first started being produced and really? hair at that point at that time was quite a controversial mm-hmm. play so hair was actually his very first production rocky horror show was his second production and nice. then the pic- rocky horror picture show was his first film so nice. little successive career move there that's awesome what uh what other musicals do you watch or like have you seen besides? oh i'm still i'm still not done talking about rocky horror Picture. all right you know what I mean, let's just change the topic <laughs> it's gonna be rocky horror episode ladies and gentlemen now go on because you don't appreciate it on the many levels that it can be appreciated i don't one it allowed people in this time of a repressed era where your sexuality if it was alternative, was not displayed. It was not talked about. Um, it really provided a counterculture for those weirdos, for those you know outcasts, for those quote unquote aliens, you know, of society that just felt like, man, I just, I feel so repressed. Mm-hmm. And seeing that man just turn around and open that gate and then just whip off his. His little robe. His robe, <laughs> and just to see this beautiful, the sweet, transsexual transvestite. Yeah, from transsexual Transylvania. It was so bizarre for its time, and no, it didn't do good in the box office at first. It ended up becoming a cult classic. Um, a lot of people are of saying midnight showing. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Cats is going to become a, a, uh, a, a the next Rocky it Horror. It has no redeemable qualities. Other than other than Andrew Lloyd Webber's music and story, that's redeemable. But visually, Which lives on in cast. yeah, visually it's not an appealing. Uh, so on the, on the stage, yeah. But Rocky had visually appealing uh, moments in it, so I'll agree with oh, you on that. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's that aspect. The cult following is the second aspect, and I really like to take you to. Um, a midnight screening sometime because mm, typically maybe. and you can look it up um at your local theaters just midnight showings of rocky horror they typically show them all across america there's a live shadow cast you know from ranging from amateur to professional actors and actresses that just play out in front of the screen what's going on and they add their own special brand of humor the audience is encouraged to participate i mean they throw 
rice, they throw toilet paper. Uh, they have party hats and those little those little noisemakers. Yeah. You know, and they are encouraged to be weird and dress up in in crazy costumes. I myself have dressed up several times. Yeah. You know, in exaggerated garb and you know, I mean, colored hair and fishnets and glitter everywhere. My <laughs> God, the glitter! I saw. A guy and a girl there once, and she was in a gold bodysuit, and she had a, a collar, and she was being walked around on a leash by the, her fine-ass boyfriend. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, dude, and he was just in little Rocky shorts, and little gold Rocky shorts, and I'm Did like... Did he have the little uh, bowl cut that Rocky had? I don't... I little blonde bowl cut. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> Um, you said, you mentioned that like people like to sing along with it as well. Um, I had a, an interesting experience. The first time I ever really watched Repo, the genetic opera, which is another uh, musical. It's along the lines of Rocky. I say it's more cult, uh, cult classic based. I think much more gothic. Yeah. The people who dig Rocky more than likely dig Repo is how I kind of view it. It's, no, Richard O'Brien didn't have anything to do. Didn't the that. guy who did Saw do it? Mm. Repo, or at least like, or who is it? It's not James Wan. No, but it was like Zudnick and oh, I don't remember. But the so first time I watched that movie, it was with a group of people, and they all were just knew every song. Mm-hmm. Were just saying the lines as it was going. Now, me being the person how I am whenever I watch a movie, if it's the first time I'm watching it. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm like wanting to critique, like critically watch it and all that stuff. And people like wanting to sing in. I'm just like, I can shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I'm try- yeah, I'm trying to watch the show. <laughs> but it, it was an interesting uh, mo- movie as well. Um, I believe the girl from Spy Kids is in it or is that Devil's Carnival? Both. Alexa Vega is in both and those both of those movies are directed by the same guys yeah those are Um, very dark but very i love the music in them more than i guess the the musical of it but what are what are your thoughts on those i absolutely loved repo the genetic opera um because you know it's just this it's this um it's this goth rock musical horror film that isn't campy it's actually like made to be like gritty and like a dark fairy tale kind of, like, like a, a like dark a, fairy tale with like yes. a, a very like Set a, in a what's the moral of it would you say of Devil's Carnival? I, Don't be a repo dick. The genetic opera. Oh my bad. Yeah, repo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah, repo. What do you think the moral is with repo? Um, I didn't. I couldn't find one other than just like. Really other than like kind of selling of world. selling of like human organs and stuff yeah so in the year 2056 is when it's set organ failure is just rampant and so gene co which is this huge corporation um has set up special financing uh-huh. for those organs you, you, you want a new spine you know do you want another heart just whatever you just don't like the way your spleen looks swap it out yeah but you better pay for it because if you don't, they're going to send repo men. Who's the actor who plays repo? Do you know? Or I do it. Or do I need to look it up? I know he's in Buffy. He's in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that him? Are you sure? They uh, look a lot alike, I'm, but I don't. I'm going to say I'm, not, I'm 98% sure it's the guy in Buffy. But I'm pulling it up right now. Um, but yeah, repo, 
it was just along the same lines of Rocky. It was just too weird of a musical for me to get behind. I'm a I'm a Les Mis guy. I'm a <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm the kind of music like the the strangest musical I guess I've been into recently um, has been Book of Mormon, Ash versus Evil Dead. Or not? I keep saying Ash versus Evil Dead with everything. That's a good show if you haven't watched it. Um, it's completed already. It's uh, Bruce Campbell comes back and it. it's a good show. But Evil Dead the musical is what I was talking about. So Got it. that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Head plays the Repo Man. Yes, he is in Buffy. He plays okay. uh, Robert Gi- Giles. He was incredible. I loved his parts. I loved his song numbers he's got a very is that his voice because he's got a very very yes, nice voice that's him and he just uh, <laughs> good lord he harnesses that power whenever i was watching the repo with that group um i think that song is just like something done with the something of the knife but like everybody was like singing and really high pitched with it it was so annoying and so it was a thankless job Whenever he's like making that dude a puppet after he no, it's like it's the long-haired guy singing about the and dr- Amber Sweet is addicted to the knife. Yeah, addicted that to the knife, addicted to the knife. That that was so obnoxious hearing everybody sing that. Just like because like the like they'd be like some every the one guy wanted to be the lead, <laughs> but then like another guy wanted. So like they're all getting really into. It. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm on there. Ah, but, I love it. I live for shit like that. I'm I mean, totally even whenever I watched, movies. even whenever I watched Les Mis in theaters, I, I, I didn't, I didn't sing. I kind of just like, I know well, I watched. Les Mis is not a participation movie. Yeah, it's I, one of those that you passively watch because it's a boring, uptight musical. It's a beautiful musical. We did watch yesterday, uh, yesterday. <laughs> Anyways, um, and that is a really good movie. And that was the hardest one I, I found myself singing. Too. So, like, if it was like a Beatles you type musical, very sweet. Yeah, if it was a Beatles songs. musical, then I would definitely be like singing to the screen. People would be telling me to shut up and get out of the theater. Uh, but, but yeah, you also uh, have a couple of a uh, couple little bit of notes there. I see about musical, yeah. the history of musical theater. Do you want to maybe go into a little bit of that, or <laughs> right now, or do you want to keep talking about other things? Oh, you know, it's just boring facts. Well, <laughs> throw them at me. I think they're interesting. <laughs> well, I just wanted, I got, you know, I got super excited that I was going to come on and do this. And I was like, I'm so unqualified <laughs> to talk about musicals because all I know is the weird shit. You know, yeah. I don't watch Les Mis. I don't watch In the Sound of Music. I haven't seen the old screenplays, but I was really, I delved into the history um, and I kind of created just a little, just a little summary mm-hmm. of how musicals actually developed from the very beginning. Okay. So, you know, song and dance has been a part of plays since ancient times, you know, but it wasn't until, um, around the 1800s when modern Western theater, uh, uh, begin to start to develop yeah. the musicals that we know today. So it started with vaudeville and minstrel shows, mm-hmm. and those were variety shows made for the you know raunchy and racist classes. <laughs> raunchy and racist classes. The yeah. same people who listen to well, the show. <laughs> uh, so these shows. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these shows didn't offer a unifying story, uh, just a series of sketches that were interspersed. Like some of the sketches just so happened to be musical and dance performances. Yeah. Um, in the 1870s, two main men, Gilbert and Sullivan. Ooh, shout out. Ooh. Shout out to the Gills and Souls. <laughs> they introduced um, innovative content. Um, such as more family-friendly entertainment because they wanted to get away from that, you know, like woman lifting up her knickers and something coming out of It's kind of just jokey. Like they wanted to get away from that and kind of make like a a theater for everyone. Yes, they did. And family entertainment was becoming more, you know, affordable and and, um, sought for. You know, they wanted to draw people down to the towns Mm -hmm. for their entertainment and their shopping. And so they're like, how can we accrue more of an audience and so they were like well let's just make stuff this more family friendly um and they they developed forms uh of how to integrate musicals so that lyrics and dialogue advance in a coherent story uh 1913 the princess theater was opened over the years they hosted a series of successful musicals um advancing the our, our changing approach then uh 1927 music showboat um that 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 musical represented an even more complete integration i've never heard of showboat it was in the quiz i I know and you're bringing a mentioning it now i've never heard of showboat yeah it's it's um it's reputed half and half say Showboat is the defining play that created what we know as musical theater today. Mm-hmm. And then half the people are like, no, nah, it was just as shitty as the other ones. <laughs> no, don't give that the credit. Um, so the big milestone in 1943, Oklahoma, uh, that became uh, the, the, the big uh, shifter, the big evolutionary musical when it, um, more integrated the aspects of a cohesive plot, the songs that nurtured the action of the stories. Um, it featured dream ballets, uh, and dream ballets are just all dance, no singing numbers. But that advanced the plot, and it developed the characters rather than using that song and dance as an excuse to parade around scantily clad women across the stages. Yeah. Um, so... All was calm for a while, and then the 60s hit. Lots of people doing shrooms and LSD. Yeah, a lot of this time, this time was lots like of, the renaissance of Lots of long-haired freaking people. Yeah. Just, just With even freakier <laughs> stories to do, and like music, yes. and like music, um, it was, music was changing. And so, so now we have hair yeah. that comes onto the scene. And hair, before hair, you know, Plays weren't politically correct, but they were very lighthearted in nature, mm-hmm. unless it was like an opera, you know. But hair, um, it featured nudity. It brought into the spotlight controversial opinions. Ugh, and long hair. Ugh. And it had a fully integrated black and white cast, which, you know. Big deal. Big deal, yes. And Tim Curry's first production. So what did he look like? I, I want to pull up a picture gorgeous. of him. I need to see what he looked oh, like. He's so gorgeous as a young man. Um, 
So the 80s started mega musicals. Uh, it featured pop-influenced scores, large casts, extravagant sets, such as Cats, Starlight Express, Phantom of the Opera, with its crashing chandelier. Um, so now we're getting into showboating, you know? All right, so the 90s uh, introduced uh, the influence of large corporation on the production of musicals, such as the Disney theatrical productions. Um, they adapted Beauty and the Beast and Lion King, among others, to the stage. Um, and so now in present time, we, after all these years, over 150 years of evolution of the stage play and incorporating music and song and dance to further the plot of the story, now we live in an age where we have an assortment of musical genres. Um, mm -hmm book adaptations, operettas. Um, yeah, Harry Potter's gotten a musical now. Yeah. Spider-Man has a musical now. Yeah. It's like, it's book pretty... Book of Mormon. Yeah. The, Crazy shit. Yeah. Um, one that I recently learned about, which was kind of... It, it's, a, it's a Japanese musical theater called Two and a Half Dimension. It's called Two and a Half Dimensional Theater. Um, it describes the theatrical presentations that are based on Japanese manga, popular anime, and video games. Mm. Uh, the meaning implies that the show exists somewhere between the 2D realm of manga uh, and animation. Is it kind of like just like the backdrops are kind of 2D? Like, I'm... I think it's just a concept. Two yeah. and a Half is just the concept. It's saying we're taking anime inspired stuff video game inspired stuff and we're bringing it to the real world well what's in well it's a happy medium two and a half dimensional theater nice it's a it's a japanese uh based theater company so if you want to look that up it's 2.5d yeah i'll check that out mm -hmm. what is uh what are some newer musicals that you've seen recently that you could say that you like Ooh, so the guys that created um, Repo the Genetic Opera, supposed to be a trilogy, but the rights to it got pulled out from under them, and so they moved on to The Devil's Carnival. Mm -hmm. Not as great. Certainly not as great. Um, but the the story is really incredible. I just love macabre stuff. Mm -hmm. If they made a musical out of Edgar Allan Poe stuff, I'm yeah, in the front this, row. Yeah, and Devil's Carnival kind of definitely has that kind of Edgar Allan Poe feel of just like it's they a dark do Aesop's fables so yeah. each character represents an Aesop's fable yeah, so, yeah. it's like really dark and gr like it's a it's a neat kind poetically of poetically just justify just justifiably 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 that's the yes. word <laughs> we're so smart <laughs> high five all right but yeah I mean Devil's Carnival was weird it's got uh, Vanessa Vega was that her name Alexa Vega Alexa Vega yeah. uh, it's got the Spy Kids girl um, uh, she's in it um, not also um, the guy who um, plays the man with the beard and what I like to call no he doesn't have a bullet it's just very thin strut long hair but he's in uh the devil's rejects uh house of a thousand corpses big rom zombie guy he's in that one uh, he's in the devil's carnival as well mm -hmm. um another newer musical that i liked um it's not really um 
I mean, it is a musical, but it's like, I mean, well, I'm just going to say it. It's Dr. Horrible's uh, sing-along blog yeah, uh, written by Joss Whedon and I believe his brother. Joss Whedon is the guy who uh, did Buffy. He did the Avengers yeah. and all that stuff. So it's got Neil Patrick Harris in it. It's a really, really neat little short 30-minute little musical is it 30 minutes? Like 45. Four, 42 minutes. Yeah, so 42. It's, it's just like a short little one act of a musical. And for the longest time, I've been hearing about a sequel, but I I, I don't think it's ever going to happen unless Joss Whedon just gets really bored and like, <laughs> like hey. They have another writer strike. Yeah, yeah, let's do another one. But yeah. but yeah, I loved that one. That one was, was really good. Yeah, that, that one was really awesome. And the the benefits of it and just the, the charm of it just kept coming because whenever they re- released the DVD, um, it included a contest. Um, it was announced at Comic-Con. Uh, fans submitted a three-minute video explaining why they should be inducted into the Evil League of Evil. <laughs> and then the 10 winning submissions have been added to the DVD release, nice. effectively oh. making them part of the Evil League of Evil. I just realized there is a Beatles musical across the universe. That is a Jukebox musical. Oh, yeah. man. Well, what about... I, I liked it. There's Help. Help. Uh, Yellow well, Submarine. Mm, Animated, still uh, a musical. Yeah, but I don't, I don't really... S- they're the Beatles playing themselves in Help and uh, Hard Day's Night, so I don't really see... It. They're kind of just like... Long ass music videos is how uh, I okay. is how I see that one. <laughs> okay. um, but like across the universe, I would say is definitely a musical. It's also done by the same girl who uh, did uh, the Spider Man musical, uh, Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, music written by you too, and a lot of people have been hurt in that musical. <laughs> but <laughs> like I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to see it. Oh yeah, like actors have been like the Spider Man who have been like um, like whenever they're going like from balcony to balcony uh-huh. in the Ooh, theater it's like neat. different it's different actors going uh-huh. like from this end to this end okay. and like they've fucked up stunts and like they've had people falling into audiences <gasps> uh, the oh the lady who's played I, I don't know her name but like the spider queen lady uh her little thing fucked up one night and like she kind of broke down so it's like a cursed show Oh my. um the music and it's have yeah the music and it's not that great but mm-hmm. but i mean I also pulled up a little list here of 10 most under overrated musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to go through these. Um, number 10, uh, which I don't agree with because I'm actually thinking about auditioning for this in the summer. Um, a Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Have you heard about this? It's a 2014 Tony Award musical. Uh, lasted 905 performances on Broadway. Um, it's... Uh, I believe uh, the show was very original, Aladdin. Uh, mm, this is a very bad description of it. Anyways, it's kind of like um, it's like a this person's trying to play multiple people and like uh, w- like impress two different women and like switching between these characters. The character I want to play in it is kind of like the narrator because he plays multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine is Greece. Yes, very overrated, but not bad. The, the first time you see it, it's a very fun musical. But mm-hmm. people who say it's their favorite, I definitely cannot agree with. Uh, number eight is The Lion King. Also uh, directed and designed by the girl who did Across the Universe and Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. The Broadway. Hey, 
the Broadway of it. And that is a beautiful show. I don't think that's overrated. Like it's all the puppetry of it and all that. It's just, it's, it's a visual, even if you've seen the Lion King millions of time, and if you've never seen the musical, it's, it's a whole new experience. It's just like, it's it like, is. It is the highest grossing Broadway musical. Yes. Um, Number seven is Les Misérables. Yes. Ugh, it's yeah, it's hyped up a lot. It's hyped up hyped up a lot. It's a it's Isn't a huge the opera. Plot a guy who's trying to repent for stealing a loaf of bread. Uh, Jean Valjean uh, was <laughs> was uh, did. Uh, how, uh, 19 years uh, for stealing a loaf of bread and he did hard labor and all that stuff and finally is uh, set free but he is going to be known as a criminal for the rest of his life so he'll never get a job he'll never do this blah 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 because he has these papers and so he meets this priest uh, tries to steal from him uh, gets caught the guy comes back uh, says like this guy stole from you and the priest is like oh I gave him this shit he's cool let him go and then he says, hey, take this silver, take all this stuff that you stole from me, use it to become an honest, better man. And, and he's just torn by this. He's like, oh, all right, um, oh fuck, I'm, I, 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 I'm a monster, I'm, I've, I've, I'm a criminal, but this man sees something in me. And so he's like, fine, I won't be Jean Valjean. I'll be someone else. Sweetie, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sweetie. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so it's a, it, I think it's an, a beautiful story, but it is a story that gets told a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, so I'll say it's overrated in that sense. Number six is Rent. Um, oh yeah, it's overrated. It's, it's not Jonathan Larson's best work. And I'm going to say that though. I don't care. Mu- all you musical theater nerds come at me. I don't okay, care. You're listening, Jonathan Larson. He's dead, but he ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing you can do about it there, John. <laughs> Anyways. Uh but yeah, um I I like uh Tick Tick Boom. I think that John that's Jonathan Larson's best work. It's almost it's well I say almost. It is autobiographical. It's an autobiography musical about Jonathan Larson. Whenever he's he's 29, about to turn 30, and he's writing these musical this music that nobody wants to hear. It's the musical he wrote before Rent, and Rent uh, became popular after John died, and so he's just talking about like it's just a, a like he's about to turn 30 and his life is going nowhere. It's a very beautiful musical, and it will become a movie or a TV show soon. Lin Lin Manuel Miranda, the guy who wrote uh, and starred in Hamilton and In the Heights, um, is uh, behind it as well about bringing that uh, to the big screen as well, which is exciting. Uh, Number five is Chicago. Uh, What's that? He had it coming. He had a gun. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Chicago. <laughs> so I'll agree with that one. Uh, number four is Wicked. Wicked. Uh, uh, the wickedly talented uh, Nadel Nazim uh, stars in this. Um, it's a it's a very good musical, but yeah, it is, is overrated. Phantom of the Opera. Anything Andrew Lloyd Webber is overrated in my opinion number two cats another andrew uh, lloyd weber movie Ooh, and number one is hamilton mm-hmm. 
Yes, that is overrated. It's a very great, original, wonderful musical. The hip hop, everything about it is great. It's the fan base. It's the blowing up of it that I I think is making it a little overrated in my opinion. Like saying like, oh, it's amazing. It's just like, mm, it's, it's original. Yeah. But like Frozen. When it's Frozen, got a charm for sure, but back off. <laughs> yeah, when Frozen came out, my God, do you remember like everybody's like, it's the best thing Disney's ever done. God, I'm just like, no, it's, it a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's. You're just telling yourself that because your child literally makes you watch it on repeat yeah, 17 times in a day. It's new. Day. It's new, but it, it's not. It's I don't. The... I've never liked that song. You know what song I'm talking Let about? Let it go. Snow grows white on the mountain tonight. Not a brr. All right, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just some overrated musicals. And um, I would love to see a film adaptation of Shrek the Musical, which you were in. Tell you what. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if Netflix has taken it down yet. There is a filmed bro- like of the Broadway mm-hmm. musical uh, starring Brian Darcy James as Shrek. Uh, I forget the guy who plays Lord Farquaad. Um, but yeah, it is on Netflix. So Neat. I'll yeah. have to give that a search then. Mm-hmm. Give it a watch. My favorite <laughs> role that I had, I've done. See, I wouldn't even say Sweeney. Because like Sweeney, I had the bad hair. And it's just Ooh, like, yeah, it hindered my performance. And so it's like, but like the most fun I've had in a musical God, I'm probably going to have to say was whenever I did Hairspray. Whenever I was Edna, Edna Turnblad. Edna Turnblad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the most fun because it was kind of just... you had to wear like a, a, a fluff suit or something to like no, I was, that be was, Big Mama? I was Big Greg at that point. I was slightly uh. <laughs> I was slightly chubbier than I am now. Uh, <clears throat> slightly. And then they gave me this big brassiere with... Uh, oh they They had a bra and they filled it with bird seed and like kind of like patch the other side of it so all the bird seeds stayed in there yeah. uh and i wore that uh they didn't give me heels i wore just like regular black shoes but mm-hmm. i missed i love doing musicals would you ever would you ever try as much as you love rocky horror would you ever try out for it or want to be in it i have actually done live auditions like in front of an audience uh two times yeah. as a as a transylvanian a backup dancer mm-hmm. so i got to perform two times at, at my local theater um so i was all dressed up and you know looked the part and it was, it was it was a blast i was still very i'm very shy and so it was a big deal for me and like my heart was racing and i'm like well fortunately my glasses are also i can't see a goddamn thing in front of me so <laughs> i just see blurry little waves in the yeah. audience i know i wear glasses too so every time i do a show whenever <laughs> i don't have contacts i just take them off and i just have to be blind like whenever i did sweeney this uh, this last time yeah. it was just like I, I didn't have my glasses on and i just had to assume that i just see a shape and i'm like i hope you're who i'm supposed to talk to <laughs> and so but i think that's going to do it for this episode thank you so much jessica for coming thank you gregory for I had, having me on i had little a lovely time a little old you will have to do this again sometime well we will it, it kind of depends on how this maybe goes yeah <laughs> maybe if everybody else dies from corona you can be the next <laughs> you can be the next co-host my chances are good one of your friends is stuck in new york yeah yeah i don't know he might be back in um i haven't actually asked him if he's back uh but yeah 
Um, so yeah, the guys will be back next week. I believe we're talking uh, non-DC and Marvel superhero films. Um, yeah, you're out of that one. Uh, we're going to be talking the uh, the Hellboy reboot that came out recently. It's not going to be very good. Maybe a little bit of even the new Vin Diesel Bloodshot that was supposed to start a new cinematic universe, but clearly did not. Um, so we... Uh, We'll we'll be talking that next week, and thank you so much, Jessica, for coming. Thank you for having me, Gregory. Thank you for listening to me. You talked so well. <laughs> I loved it. All right, favorite person. All right, all right. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye bye.